Yeah, I also like how the bass just kind of gurgles in the background. It's like, or it's like, kind of reminds me of like a corpse somehow, like gurgling body fluids mm-hmm. in the background or something. Oh, I don't know. Jeez. Oh, sorry. All right. If that's not done, no, I don't know. That that works. Oh, yeah. that works. <laughs> that's very Dangaroba. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Try to transi- transition that. Yeah. Speaking of corpses, let's talk about Xenoblade. But there's a lot of corpses in Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can imagine. Hello, and welcome to episode 99 of Rhythm Encounter, the RPG Fan Music Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Salbato, and today we have a really special episode. I mean, we do the episode most years, but it's always special anyway. So it's the end of the year, so we, of course, have to talk about our favorite music of the year. So our format is a little different today because basically I told anyone who wanted to come on this episode they can come on. So we have extra people and extra music, and it'll be a big episode, but I don't think it's going to be a four or five hour episode like we've done in several years past. Um, But we do have a lot of music today, and I'm really excited about it, and I'm happy that all of you are here today. We have a a good lineup of, like, I would say probably the site's biggest music fans because you're all here, and you're all participating in our Music of the Year written feature, so uh, it's nice to have you here and also see your opinions on other parts of our music features, so... Um, yeah, so we have a bunch of people today. So Audra, Audra's here. Hello. And Hillary. Yay. Music of the year is an appropriate time for us to be uh, leveling up to 99. <laughs> Yay. Um, and Gio is here. Hey. What's up? She was also leveling up to 99. Yeah. And of course, we can't have music without Pat. Oh, I'm so glad to be here. I'm so glad you're here. All right. So we don't have really have a good... Uh, You know, sometimes we open this up with like, hey, you know, what brought you into this series or why are you on this episode? But I'm pretty sure everyone's just going to say like, well, I want to talk about music this year. If anyone has a particular reason why they came on here, like Gio, did you only come on because you want more Xenoblade on the show or, you know, you read me like a book. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, I really just wanted to talk about this particular soundtrack, which really, really stuck with me. I listen to it like almost every day. So yeah. Yeah. So Gio has a clear favorite for this year. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, you know, the game came out months ago and we actually haven't had it on the show yet. Um, it would have been nice if there was a soundtrack released or even announced, but yeah, at this point, like, let's just start bringing music on and maybe we'll, we'll will that soundtrack into existence. If it works for retro, maybe it'll work for us. That's true. Yeah. Retro Encounter does, does episodes on things. <laughs> then all of a sudden the remaster. They get localizations or remasters. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, maybe by the time this goes up, they'll have announced the release date for that soundtrack. Uh, I really just wanted the opportunity to collaborate with everyone and like hear what everyone's picks are um that's really important to me like hearing what everybody else is listening to so that's why i'm here i just want to listen to some good music same here i'm just here because it's my show (laughs) (laughs) but also because i had a lot of music this year that i liked so i don't know why i'm here why are any of us here (laughs) that's my that's my deep philosophical question and, and my Pat's reason. having a crisis. Yep, I have those from time to time. 
No, I'm actually here because um, this year, I mean, there's always good music every year. Um, I think I was surprised by where I found my favorite music this year, and I think my song selection will cover that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I can see that. I'm curious which of those is your biggest surprise, although I'm guessing it's your second one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. yeah, big time. Yep. All right. Okay, so how we're going to do this, in instead of uh, grouping up as into like two song blocks as we usually do, uh, we thought what we'd do is give each person on the show today their own block. So on top of that, on top of having, you know, host specific blocks, uh, everyone brought an extra song. So instead of a two, two songs per person, like we usually do, everyone has three today. Uh, if Yay! you'd like, I've, I've been bad about mentioning this, but like, if you want to follow along, like if you look at your, uh, your podcast show notes, we, we do have a, a track list and timestamps for all the songs. So uh, if you get lost here listening, uh, just refer to that and you can see everything that's going on and when it happens. So unless anyone has anything else, I think we should uh, get started. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. Let's go. All right. So uh, our first, I almost said victim. I'm not sure why. Uh, <laughs> our first person up today is Audra. So Audra, you have three cool songs for us. What are we starting with? Yes. Well, the first one, I hope I do not butcher the song title. It's D. Gefallenen, A Duel of Friends from the Numina soundtrack. Then it's Reborn to be a Survivor from Even If Tempest OST. And then In Search of Stars, the ones I found by composed by Shotaro Seo of Voice of Cards, The Beast of Burden. Definitely our first voice of card song on here, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, all right. Um, I guess I shouldn't say I think you said it right because I'm certainly no expert, but it you sounded said it good right. to me. Yeah. Oh yeah, good. I speak German. You said it right. Oh, oh good. Well, there you go. I am glad, and I think it translates to the dead soldiers. Yeah. Oh. Not- oh. Oh, good. I was right about yeah, that those, too. Yay. Yeah, like those who have fallen. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Thanks, Pat. Thank you. All right. So we're going to go check out Numina, Even If Tempest, and Voice of Cards, The Beasts of Burden.
Falling in love with Numina both as just a really good traditional RPG and the soundtrack ended up being one of my favorites of this year. And I had such a hard time picking a song for this post for this podcast because of that. But I love Dee Gefallen and just the whole scene that it plays in and the what it represents is so greatly done from a story angle that I couldn't not bring it on. And I just really think it captures the intensity and emotion of that part of the story really well. And Reborn to be a Survivor is actually the opening theme for Even If Tempest, which normally I kind of think that sometimes they just pick kind of stock songs for that. But I actually love for this Atomi that 
the song really fits for the char- the main character's growth and development. I was going to ask about that because I read your review and I was going to say, so, well, yes. did you mention it in your review? I think you did. Uh-huh. Yeah, I actually did. So it definitely fits for her. And I kind of just love the instrumentation of the song. So I picked it for this. And I really just think In Search of Stars, the ones I found is a gorgeous, gorgeous duet. And it's something that it's an ending theme that kind of just, it really encapsulates the feeling of found family that the game gets at the ending for Voice of Cards, The Beast of Burden. And I just could not not pick it because of that. I was like really excited and pleasantly surprised when I was listening and realized that that was suddenly a duet. I was like, oh, that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. That's a I love really it. neat it moment. It starts off um, just her being mm-hmm. solo and it kind of almost fits for the main character and her journey. And then it's because they find the other people. So I was like, oh, that's beautiful. It was a great, I think it's a great message for that. Yeah. So for those not familiar, Shotaro Seo is the newest, I think the newest, certainly one of the newer members of the Manaka sound team led by Keiichi Okabe. So um, I think a lot of people know Voice of Cards um, is from the same folks who have made Nier. Um, and so the Manaka team sort of follows suit and Shotaro Seo did um, the majority of that um, that mobile gacha game that I played and really liked. Um, why can't oh, I think Alice? Yes, you know, Alice, that had that even had a volume two soundtrack that I have yet to review. Mm. Um, and that soundtrack was really good. And then Shotaro Seo has gone on to do much of the three voice of card soundtracks. Yeah, I think it was him and Oliver Good. Yeah. Who did this one. Yeah. And so for Manaka's side, you know, Shotaro Seo has been uh, sort of channeling the style that Manaka has done with games like Nier, but um, brings his own his own vibes to it. And so um, I wasn't at all surprised to hear, you know, the style and the quality of this song. I, I didn't, I didn't recognize his name like right off the bat, but I, that's the same thing I got out of it. I'm like, it is, it does have a similar sound, but it's not like you could imagine it in a near game, but it's not like, a, like just copying and doing exactly what near does. So it's not someone trying to write like Kijo. <laughs> no, 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 yeah. exactly. I have a question about um, even if Tempest, the song that you brought, Audra, because like it sounds mm-hmm. like the vocalist is the singer from Persona Four, like the vocal, the one who does most of the vocals from Persona Four. Oh, I don't know. Is it? Let's see. I don't know actually. That can be, <laughs> be fact checked really quick. Yeah, let's fact check. <laughs> oh my gosh, is it really? Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh. The, oh. Uh, oh yes. Shoko Harada is the Persona Four singer. Wow. Good yeah. year, Geo. That is awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, her. did you recognize her by name or by the sound? By sound. Okay. Yeah. Wow. All right. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. I'm actually, uh, I'm actually slightly ashamed of myself that I did not pick <laughs> up on that. Actually, I would have been more likely to pick up on it by name since I'm staring at credits on VGMDB like yeah. eight hours a day. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, but oh, nice call, Geo. Yeah, I got as far Very as nice this call. sounds familiar. Uh huh. Yeah. I th- she sounded very familiar, but I wasn't sure. Now I want to see what else she's done. Yeah. Uh, it's, all right. it's mostly Persona 4 <laughs> and Fair. all of its uh, uh, side projects. But there are a couple of anime that I saw in there and one or two other games 
okay. um, including even if Tempest. So yeah, I mean, unfortunately, the only people like I recognize from Persona, like name wise, are like Lotus Juice and Lin. So like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for I, obvious I am reasons, familiar but, with yeah. Lin. <laughs> Um, but yeah, this is so cool. I'm so glad that she's like in other stuff because like I really love the Persona 4 vocalist. <laughs> I remember, yeah, first, yeah, same. Learned something. Well, I am glad that you keep coming on the show lately, Geo, because your your first one was what around September, I think. Yeah, and I've earlier just, this year. Yeah, I've just been on everyone since then. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know your stuff, obviously. Yeah. yeah, and you got an ear for quality. Well, uh-huh. thanks. You do that too. Thank you. All right. Um, Actually, I guess I could say something, but mostly it's what everyone else said. Like, I enjoyed those. I actually, the Numina one, uh, the Numina song was much, for lack of a better term, bigger. Uh, it was it was much more than I was expecting because I've seen the game. I haven't played the game, but it just, it sounded like it wouldn't be out of place in like a bigger budget game. So that was really, really cool. The music's really great in that one. Yeah. Um, I looked up. Well, I don't have it up in front of me now, but I did look up the composer and I feel like I think he doesn't always do games. I think he does movies and some other stuff sometimes. Yeah. Hmm. So uh, that's interesting. I'm actually I'd actually be really curious how how he ended up on this project. Me too, actually, now that you think about it. I'll have to research that later. Pat, go find out. You really want me to? I can real quick. No, 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 I'm kidding, kidding. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Just it was, I was looking at some of his other work, and it was just an interesting lineup. So, like, to go from that to this uh, little indie game is pretty cool. Yeah, I'll just say as a sort of aside, if if anyone who's listening does you know commercial music as a full time job or even as a side hobby, you know, diversifying seems to be very intelligent. Um, it, you learn a lot about what you like to do, what your skill set is, and you give yourself more opportunities. Um, a lot of people who started or primarily were um, film and television who have crossed into game music uh, seem to get a lot out of it. Um, I immediately think of Enon Zur, who was all <laughs> film and television until one day uh, decided to do like an expansion pack to Icewind Dale or something. Um, and then it was just like on. And then um, Bear McCrary, uh, Battlestar Galactica, Walking Dead. Yeah. Um, you know, big TV music composer um, has also done uh, a handful of uh, game soundtracks and has just on his own stated that he's very much enjoyed doing them. So uh, good call to Thomas J. Peters for uh, joining the scene. And we hope to see uh, more from you. Yes. Maybe a Numina part two. I hope so. Okay. Now, now for ready, uh, let's have... Let's have Pat introduce his three songs. All right. My first one, uh, hopefully surprising no one, is uh, the end credits theme from Live for or Live Alive. I'm getting used to saying it right. Uh, the HD 2D, 2D remake uh, that came out uh, this summer. The end credits is called Live for Live. And I still think it's pronounced that weird way based on the Romaji uh, that I've seen for it in like old track lists. Um, this is a longer song. Again, it is the it's the end credit sequence, and it includes all the character themes, so it's almost seven minutes. Uh, contrasting that, I have a shorter song next. Uh, track title is "Red" um, from the soundtrack for "Ghost Song" by composer and newcomer to the scene Grant Graham, who blew my mind this year with the soundtrack. 
and uh, finishing it out, uh, I felt a strong need to pull in something from Falcom. Uh, and so this song is called Wild Beat um, from the Legend of Heroes Kuro no Kisaki soundtrack. I don't know if that if that one has a localized title yet or not. Um, so we'll see. I know we're always like three Trails games behind. Um, uh, two or three. I know we're getting the rest of the Crossbell stuff, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, this would this would translate. Kuro means um, black. So Trails in... Something like that, I'm guessing. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Trails in the Darkness, maybe they'll go with. Um, I like that tra- much better, yeah. Yeah, so we'll see what they do with that title, but uh, this is a battle theme um, from it. It's you know it's the Falcon Sound Team crew, um, and it's uh, sounding really good. So let's check it out. All right, let's go listen to Live for Live, Red and Wild Beat.
All right, so those were three awesome songs. Um, yeah, like I said, the the first one is just... Um, well, I will say this. When we were planning this episode, I originally listed Megalomania, uh, which is like the song. Everyone knows it. Everyone talks about it. It's the boss battle music, um, and it is one of the best songs Shimomura wrote from that decade. Uh, it's just crazy good. And Mike pointed out to me that it's been, the song's been on Rhythm Encounter like three or four times. And I was like, and almost every time we choose a song from Live Alive, it's that song. Yep. And I was like, crap. And then I was like looking over it, over the track list, and I was like, okay, well, what about Gigalomania? Which is a unique track to the HD 2D remake, <laughs> but what it is, all it is, is Megalomania in a like this big epic choir form slowed down <laughs> and it's the final boss music that's unique to the to the remake and so i wanted to use that and mike's like yeah but it's you know it's still the same song man <laughs> and i was like well there's there's you know the whole soundtrack's great there's over 40 songs uh, and you know i've i spoke at length about the soundtrack in my uh review for the soundtrack and talked a lot about you know yoko shimamura's early years her transition from capcom to square this being her first soundtrack for square and still having a lot of that street fighter fighting game influence in it um and being that the game has this character select screen at the beginning is and has a lot of like heavy focus on characters and writing 
um, like an environment theme and a battle theme for each character. I was like, how do I try to crystallize all this without just picking Megalomania again? And I thought, oh, the end credits includes, alongside its own themes, uh, about two minutes in, it covers each of the seven main characters' themes. Um, and the original Super Famicom version of this track also is just like mind-bogglingly good. Um, but they really rocked it for the remake. I mean, it's just, it's so on point. And not only is it on point, like in that the new upgraded form with the new recorded instruments is good, but that if you listen to the Super Famicom original version of each character's themes and then compare it to how they use it in the end credits, uh, they, they took those songs and they would change them slightly from their original version give a little bit of extra percussion, maybe add a counter-melodic line. The remake kept all of those little extras, um, but, you know, as they upgrade them, there's a... I think there was one instrument um, that was specifically used only in the end credits music that wasn't used with an associated character theme, but was found in... I think it was the, uh, the like, the Edo Japan era with the... Uh, the ninja dude whose name I'm forgetting because I'm a bad fan. This is like my favorite game of the year. Yeah, <laughs> no wrong ninja. Yeah, sure. <laughs> New Zealand. What? What? <laughs> oh my god. That'll make sense if you listen to a recent retro encounter. I will have to check that out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they just the attention to detail just with that section of the end credits is good. But then the looping at the end and the building uh, towards something. If you watch the end credits, the way it it all synchronizes with the animation, and again, compare the original to the remake, all of it is like wildly strong in how like cinematic and beautiful and good it is. Um, so yeah, it's just like sometimes end credits tracks can really bore me, and this one, not at all. This one, oh, so good. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, they can be incredibly tricky. They can drag really easily. Um, there's. Uh, there really is an artistry to it to kind of revisit your journey without, you know, rehashing too much or missing the pacing or it not quite synchronizing up with like the animation and the way the narrative is summarizing itself at the end. And I don't know, this music just really sounds like it hit all the musical marks for a great end credit scene, weaving all the character themes together. Mm -hmm. I have only played a little bit of Live Alive, but this made me excited to like, see everyone's story for sure. Yeah. Uh, um, it kind of hits the same spot for me as like the Final Fantasy VI ending theme. Like it hits all that same, those same notes. For just going to bring that up. Yeah. yeah. And, it, um, <laughs> right, because it, and it also does a similar thing. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. With all the, the, like a montage of like all the characters and stuff in it. Mm -hmm. It's, it's lovely. I, I love this one. I really want to play it. <sighs> yeah. It's an excellent song. I'm just glad that we I got you to bring on something that wasn't Megalomania because I know there's more stuff on the soundtrack and it's it's worth highlighting the other stuff, even though Megalomania is fantastic. Yeah, and hard to find. I, I think I've talked about this elsewhere, but uh, Square Enix has uh, more so than any other uh, game and soundtrack, like they have like gone out of their way to scrub postings of this soundtrack and specifically megalomania on youtube like anyone who posted yeah. it goes back down like 24 hours later um so yeah you'll uh i guess that 
uh, incentivizes, you know, getting on Spotify or buying it streaming or buying it digitally. Mm-hmm. However, y'all do it. I don't know all y'all in your modern newfangled stuff. I have yeah. a two CD soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you have to get it on CD or you can buy it like on iTunes, but I don't imagine it's on Spotify because it's also not on Apple Music. It, yeah, there was like a kerfuffle with that where the even the remake soundtrack wasn't. Yeah, both. Like yeah. I, I thought they for, for a minute while. I thought they pulled a bunch of stuff. Yeah. I, I was looking up like her stuff on on iTunes and I'm like, where did it all go? I know it was here and it's like it is there. Like you can buy it, but like you can stream almost none of it. Like those and Trials of Mana and a bunch of other things that she has on iTunes you can buy, but we can't stream them. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I won't blame them for being protective of their great music. I I like that they're putting more stuff on streaming services and I'd like to see this there, but yeah, definitely. Uh, I will say the quality of the music is enough that I still would recommend people actually buy the whole soundtrack. It's, it's that good. Yeah. Um, speaking of soundtracks, I think people should buy, uh, mm. you want to support a new indie artist on the scene who just shocked me with his skill level. Uh, go out and get the ghost song soundtrack. Um, it's on Bandcamp and a bunch of other places. Composer's name is Grant Graham. Uh, he did the whole soundtrack himself. It's um, a lot of piano and guitar and ambient synth, as you heard in the song Red. Red is one of the early tracks in the game. It's one of the, a handful of character themes, actually. Um, and it's it's not quite as cheerful as um, the track... I don't know if they named it Blue or Little Blue, which is the second track of the album. Yeah, it's Little Blue. Um, yeah, which is, it's the it's the theme song. That is the theme song for the Dead Suit, you as the main character. Um, and the character who goes by uh, the nickname Red uh, is actually the one who gives you the, the nickname Little Blue when you meet him. Um, he's also hmm. in something kind of Dead Suit-like, and he's important to um, the storyline. Um, and his theme is just a little more... It has a little more oomph, a little more drive, but it's still it's still a, a pretty peaceful song. The whole album is generally very peaceful. There's really only four or five tracks that will sort of shock you in with sort of like loud industrial clanging, because um, otherwise it is uh, it's high quality chill music, and that's all I'm going to sure say about is. that song. Yeah, I'll, I have stuff, but I'll, I'll let you do your other song first. Oh, sure. And then, yeah, so Wild Beat, what, what can I say about, you know, Falcon that I haven't said a million times before? Even as they continue to grow and evolve and have, you know, new members come on the team, there is something just consistently awesome in the way that they write um, battle themes, you know, heavy exploration and adventure themes. Um, I would say there's been continuity there since Yukihiro Jindo joined back in the early 2000s, so think um, E6 and the first Trails game, Legend of Heroes 6, Trails in the Sky. Um, From then till now, I think there's a pretty consistent run of just, like, high-quality music, Um, and I am so behind on the Kisaki stuff. It's, like, insane. I think the last soundtrack I listened to was, like, Trails of Cold Steel... Two, um, oh boy. like in like in full. Um, I actually haven't listened to Kuro no Kisaki in full yet. Um, I was just you know previewing and checking out some of the songs that are going to be used in the arranged album that 
came out, uh, I think, the same day that we're recording this. Um, mm. Chrono Kiski Super Ultimate, uh, which is the Arrange album for the game, uh, is coming out like last week of December. Um, so I was just checking the originals to compare, and I heard this, and I was like, okay, yeah, I really like this. So that's why I threw it in. It is awesome. Uh, you're right, actually. It came out yesterday. I just looked. The Super Ultimate came out yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, the OST came out like early, earlier in the year. You know, I don't play most, or well, I shouldn't say I don't play, just I haven't played most of these games, so I tend not to follow the soundtracks too much, but when we were when we were planning our like general music of the year voting and all that, I was sampling a bunch of things because so much came out this year, and I did check out a lot of songs on the soundtrack, and I was very pleasantly surprised by a lot of them. So, uh, I, I don't I don't have any like off the top of my head like that really stood out, but there was a lot that I really enjoyed, so... I'm glad you brought it on here. Can't really go wrong with Falcom with action songs. Oh, definitely not. Yeah, I think it's the case that um, they it's sort of pass fail with their slower tracks and their character themes. Um, sometimes they they don't land it, uh, but it's very rare that they they uh, get anything less than an A on uh, all their faster stuff. Yeah. <laughs> And as we all know, if you get anything less than an A, you are failing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was thinking Sorry, one is sort that, of pass no. fail territory. No, no, it's not. Was... It's not. I'm just uh, there's a there's an inside joke with both <laughs> me and Hillary, but I'll I'll spare her. Um, no, it's fine. No, uh, I didn't actually realize about the relationship between uh, Red and your character in Ghost Song because, and I shouldn't I shouldn't really spoil this, but in the next episode which I recorded before this episode. Uh, I brought another song from Ghost Song that also has a color in its name. And I didn't realize there was like an actual narrative connection between them. So that's interesting. Are you using Little Blue? Yes. Little Blue is an oh, episode Oh, that's exciting. 100. That's a great yeah. song. I, uh, I, I'm, I'm trying to be careful not to repeat what I say in that episode too much, but like just in brief, like this is one of those soundtracks where it took me a little while to figure out which one I wanted to bring on because the whole thing is very cohesive. And I think for me anyway, like I enjoy it most just listening all the way through Um, just as the songs flow into each other. It's so good. Like, so to pick one thing that really highlights Mm it, it it took me a while. um, But like the whole, the whole soundtrack just is just so beautiful. It is really atmospheric and cohesive and it does something that's very difficult to do with that type of music is it holds the, the right amount of attention for the listener, yeah. I think, and conveys the right, the right like kind of mood. Mm-hmm. Like, what did I have in my notes? I had something about there's this kind of undercurrent, like the way they use the synth is really neat and ghosty. I would <laughs> I would describe it as ghosty. It it almost feels like kind of residual speech oh, to yeah. me, like listening without knowing a lot about the game, which is really cool. So I like the fact that they kind of worked some of those elements into it even though the game itself might be slightly different than like a standard ghost story oh yeah yeah no it's i mean what i played at the demo it's mm-hmm. i really need to play more of it i think i'll i'll really like it um another thing that i'm sort of spoiling and repeating uh repeating in reverse because i said this in episode 100 but but i'm gonna say it now because you're here uh in in that episode i i was talking about trying to find the right way to describe it i and I was saying, it's like, you know, someone on Bandcamp described the soundtrack as like powerful and chill. And I'm explaining that. And then I'm looking at my screen and I'm like, <laughs> oh, it's posted by someone called Pat Gan Personal. I'm like, oh, 
Okay. Well, there you go. There you go, Pat Gan Personal. That's my personal account. They yeah. add personal if you had an artist account already and then you wanted to also have a personal account. I see. Um, but so, no, I mean, that, yeah. those those words, like, because you said powerful and chill in the same soundscape. And that's interesting because those don't usually go together. And that's just a really solid, really succinct way of describing this song and the soundtrack. Uh, for me, um, I agree with what everyone said, especially Hillary. Like, it's very um, ghosty. But I also <laughs> feel like... Uh, <laughs> but it's it also... I don't know, maybe it's just my state of mind right now, but I feel like it's so, it's kind of romantic in a way. I don't know if like Red and Little Blue have like a romantic relationship or something, but it's really tender sounding. And uh, I don't know, it makes me feel Yeah, there's a sort a of like way. longing or like tenderness to it, which I think is yeah. part of my ghosty description. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, if they're, they're ghosts, there's like loss and longing. So I think you hit it. <laughs> yeah, <Right>. that's true. <laughs> Yeah. How much longer do we have to go down this road before one of us somehow ties this into the 1994 Casper movie? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Is, would, would Christina Ricci be playing Red or Little Blue? Um, oh she would be one of the survivors at the survivors camp. Okay. Okay. And Thank I, you. I, I, I'm thinking of, of which one, but I won't say. Well, I mean, I, I haven't played it yet, so I wouldn't know. All right. Well, I'm I'm going way too far off script here, so maybe maybe we should talk about Geo songs. <laughs> yeah, Geo. What would you yeah, bring Gio. to the table, my man? <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm I'm the only guy who brought like two songs from a uh, from an album, but uh, I know I feel like it's worth it. <laughs> and I honestly like the other two games from this year I played didn't really like hit me musically. Um, Elden Ring and uh, Pokemon, <laughs> but I mean, I don't know. I haven't finished either game, so I didn't. I didn't bring it, uh, but I was sorely tempted to. The final area, the Area Zero music in Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, is one of the best songs ever written for the whole franchise. Holy Anyone crap. you talk to about it, they'll tell you like this is the best environmental theme they've done to date. Is that one of Toby Fox's or no? Do we know? don't know yet. Okay. Um, mm. You know, you know if they published a soundtrack and and put full credits out, then we would know. <laughs> yeah, oh, that'll be exciting do, to find out. We do know that Toby Fox did the final battle theme because I think Toby just said it on his Twitter feed. So, <laughs> thanks, Toby. Yeah, thanks, Toby. Uh, yeah. So, anyway, I'm I'm bringing um, uh, from Xenoblade Chronicles Three. I'm bringing Mobius Battle. I think um, I'm pretty sure this is the most listened to song from the soundtrack. Based going by YouTube views, and for a good reason, I think. And then mm-hmm. uh, I'm also bringing uh, a song from I the Somnium Files Nirvana Initiative, which uh, it's called Clue Investigation, and it it um, plays during uh, investigations. Uh, uh, and I don't know. I'll talk more about it later. And then uh, the last song I'm bringing is uh, another song from Xenoblade Chronicles Three. It's called Great Kata Falls, and it's the day version of the theme. So yeah, I hope you all enjoy. Yay, day and night versions. I know I love yeah. that. my favorite Cinnabon yeah. features. Yeah, I I know when you when you first picked those songs, I was like, I'm not sure. We don't usually do two from one game, but since the game has hundreds of songs and we haven't featured it, I, I think it's a good time to make an exception. So agreed. All right. Let's go listen to Mobius Battle and Great Cote Falls from Xenoblade Chronicles 3 and Clue Investigation from AI, etc., etc. Fucking 
almost want to lead with I the Somniverse, but I think, um, or maybe I'll do that. Is that okay? Or yeah, go for it. Go for it. Yeah, because um, honestly, like uh, this, I feel like the soundtrack of this game, Nirvana Initiative, kind of does a lot of the legwork storytelling wise. Because <laughs> like um, uh, at least um, in terms of like making the characters feel, you know, um, alive and uh, giving them flavor. Because I don't know, so um. I feel like the game, like the characters, feel more one note, like in terms of like the dialogue and stuff. But like the, because um, like each character has like like uh, somniums, right? Like has like their own little mindscape, and like um, I feel like the the characters, like by themselves, I felt were kind of annoying. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> I mean, they. Um, I, they just didn't really have much going for them, but like the songs, like make you really feel for them. And I, uh, I, I didn't go with any of the Somnium songs for the uh, this one. I went with the Clue Investigation, which is like this song that plays during um, like the actual detective portions of the game, and it's a really nice one. I like. Um, you don't really feel like a detective for much of the game, but then when this song comes up, it's like ooh, uh, it's like I feel like I'm really um like i feel pumped and i i feel like i'm just uh really uh it, it's really it really puts you in the state of mind to like you know kind of look look through the crime scene and it, it's really cool like mm-hmm. the the way the visual effects um for this section like it's like uh your ai companion that kind of puts like an overlay over the scene like a virtual reality overlay and it's really it's a really cool vibe and uh, the song really kind of, um, yeah, really kind of colors that, makes it feel uh, more immersive, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I can see it. Like it gets you in the mood to like start piecing things together and yeah, motivate it's, you. It's like a searching quality to it almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely heard this, and I don't know if it's just because I've played too much 999 and VLR, but I was like, all right, looking around the scene, what am I looking for? I'm ready. But it also has kind of like a slight Danganronpa sort of feel to it, which I guess is not surprising given the series it's from. But yeah. it's like it's a good mashup of the two, and yeah. it, it really gives you that strong like gameplay cue through the music, mm-hmm. which is neat. Yeah, uh, Danganronpa is. Uh, I, I feel like um, this one is like a more clinical than Danganronpa because like Danganronpa has like this kind of um, sleazy uh, kind of. Uh, jazzy vibe to it this one is mm-hmm. more yeah <laughs> but yeah it's it's kind of in the same vein still yeah. a little more like 999 or vlr maybe yeah 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 i was just gonna say all my thoughts even prior to listening to or prior to this episode taping when i first listened to what geo selected um it's basically <laughs> what hillary said um i was like all right this is you know shinji Osoi's zero escape style but a little more uh, melodically driven and a little more weirded out like Masafumi Takata did on uh, Danganronpa. So I was like, oh, Hillary's right. <laughs> <laughs> a little more weirded out. I like that. Yeah, Takata, well, Takata's weird. We did a whole episode, right, Gio? Yeah. yeah. You're way too <laughs> amused at someone calling you right. I know. Why I is know. that so funny? <laughs> Just is. <laughs> It's that time of night, yeah, huh? I, yes. I, I didn't. I didn't mind having a, a, a more prideful stance by being like, "Your opinion is correct." 
<laughs> I was like, I can do this like once a year, and this is the time to do it. <laughs> yeah, I also like how the bass just kind of gurgles in the ba- in the backgrounds, like or it's like kind of reminds me of like a corpse somehow, like gurgling body fluids in the background or something. Oh. I don't know. Jeez. Oh, All right. If that's not Dangarupa, no, I don't know. That, that works. Oh, yeah. that works. That's very Dangarupa. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um, anyway. Uh, yeah, try to transi- transition that. Yeah. Speaking of corpses, let's talk about Xenoblade. But there's a lot of corpses in Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Like, uh, well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. Like, uh, one uh, game mechanic is, like, you kind of have to... Uh, 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 par- like p- see off corpses, random corpses of soldiers that you find around the world, and it's yeah, it's kind of morbid. It's like the oh. corpses are all like uh, um, all dried up and desiccated and stuff. It's kind of sad. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, like um, this is my clear favorite album of the year. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles Three. Um, I. I've seen a lot of talk of people saying like it's not as good as the first two soundtracks. I have to disagree. I feel like this is the most cohesive one, and it's also the most um, quietly um, uh, adventurous one. I feel like uh, uh, I feel like uh, it tries stuff like with uh, Mobius battle, like the choir. I don't really hear that much. I've, I'm told like it sounds like the Matrix soundtrack, but I haven't really watched any of those movies. But <laughs> really. Uh, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't. I didn't pick up on that. And I, I know, know the Matrix soundtracks. I was gonna joke and like choose an artist. That's not zombie. <laughs> yeah, like um, this soundtrack, uh, this song "Mobius Battle" is like um, it's this really propulsive um, boss theme that I don't know. I don't normally like boss themes like this. I feel like, uh, or like, I don't even normally like battle themes that much. I've used, I tend to prefer like field themes and or songs that are like character themes, but this one. Me too. It, yeah, it's different. Like it, I think uh, it's just it's so um, something about the way it characterizes Mobius. I think makes me really into it. Like I think because like uh, Mobius, I guess to explain Mobius is like this kind of um, group of like. Uh, mysterious uh, entities that are, seem extremely overpowered and uh, and uh, yeah, it's like they're and it 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 they're kind of like this like audience like watching the 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 whole game play out and uh, and when you encounter ones like they're these they're like these larger than life entities and like this song really conveys that really well like and there's a, a part of the song is like it sounds like they're like laughing at you like that it really. <laughs> <laughs> like um and uh it yeah it's 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 a very it's a song that always like gets me it it stirs like all these kinds of emotions to me i get i'm terrified i'm pumped up like it's it's really nice and uh and then i guess the second song i'm bringing is like is uh i i guess i brought this second song great caught false because um or cote i don't really know how to pronounce it but uh, uh it uh because i wanted to like talk about um how the game calls back to all the older games in a way um uh without in a very interesting way because it doesn't really reuse motifs like from um Xenoblade Chronicles 1 and 2 uh like uh but it kind of 
evokes like it 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 um it it kind of brings back like these little uh like maybe one or two notes just to kind of hint at them but it it kind of makes it its own because uh there's this song called Uriah from Xenoblade Chronicles 2 that is very similar in, in tone to this one and it, it this area is kind of like connected to Uriah from Xenoblade Chronicles 2 and uh it but it I find it very tasteful in the way it kind of conveys uh uh it kind of like connects to the first to Xenoblade Chronicles 2 it's really um it's its own thing and it's kind of hard to do that like after after like hundreds of of you know tracks over the course of the series and yeah i think it's it and it's by itself it's like a, just a really lovely lovely song yeah actually one of my notes on this one was is is this an arrangement or a throwback to one of the other games and like i don't have all of the soundtracks memorized but i was listening and there was something in it uh that i'm like i think i've heard this before or at least something similar so i think that's really interesting that they do that but didn't just reuse or rearrange an actual straight up theme from the other games yeah that that takes some talent and a lot of like effort and coordination especially with the sheer volume of music that's in the Xenoblade well all three of them now yeah the volume of music and the amount of composers because I think there's somewhere between like seven and nine people who worked on this between composing arranging and more oh wow it's well I mean when you have that many songs uh It's, it's, yeah, it's a lot. Like one or two per- people could not have done that. We say that, and then we look at Masayoshi Sokan. Uh, well, okay, hang on. You you say that, but you're also underestimating the amount of people on that sound team because Sokan does not. Do I, I know it's not just him. It's not no. just him. Yeah. It's grown it, so it, much. I think, I mean, early on, I think it was. I mean, most of the songs and like A Realm Reborn and all that were credited to him. But if you look now, like there is just a growing, growing team of music on that. Or, people hmm. a growing, growing team of music a growing team of music <laughs> a growing team of musicians yes i like a growing team of music a growing team of music yeah like violins just keep popping up out of the ground and <laughs> yeah the music farm at square enix um anyway yeah uh, i like this one uh i think that's really neat i i've been so far unspoiled <laughs> on this game cuz i know it does tie into the others in some way and i'm very very curious how they do that um Mm -hmm. i've seen some screenshots and even seen some enemies and areas i'm like that looks familiar but it's not exactly the same yeah i think i spoiled it a little bit but i feel i tried to be careful and not really um elaborate on that but yeah it is connected to the older games in a way in terms of like locations and stuff i mean i i i love both of these i i have i have heard mopey's battle I've had heard another version of it uh, before this, and it's so good. I mean, it, that style of boss battle, like we've you know we've heard that style before in a lot of games. So like, I think you really have to do something unique and interesting for your song to stand out now, because you can't just be like, well, let's just have a choir, because that's what we're supposed to do. Um, and although that's not usually what happens, a choir in with maybe some rock instrumentation. Yeah. Um, no, I think it's I think it's just gorgeous um i think i had something else but then i lost track thinking about the music again so i'm yeah, i'm lost glad it's in, lost in the music lost in the music yeah no i'm i'm glad you brought it on hey thanks i'm i'm waiting to fully form my opinions about the whole soundtrack until there is a published soundtrack because i am weird like that hmm. um <laughs> i imagine it will make it relatively soon sleigh bells published the ones in the past 
with um, the ProSign team and the ACE team working on them. So I imagine we won't have to wait too much longer. I hope they're not waiting for like the story DLC because that doesn't come out till next fall. I they didn't for the last one. Yeah, they oh. didn't. They released a separate soundtrack. Yeah, for okay. The two DLC. So that's true. Yeah, hopefully things will go well there. Um, but yeah, so the other thing I haven't done then is I haven't looked around at what people in general have been saying about the soundtrack, mm-hmm. and so from the bits that I have heard, I've probably listened to about. 30, 40 minutes total, uh, including the two songs that you selected, Geo. And um, I don't know. I I can't I I can't see how anyone could justify just even from the bit I've heard so far, justify saying something along the lines of, "Oh, this soundtrack's not as good as the previous two. I'm not buying it. I think maybe you know you get your expectations high. You want something that matches or beats what you got before it's like chasing the dragon it's you know it's like hard drugs it's heroin it's other forms of addiction that's you know the pleasure centers in your brain want the same experience but more and then you go oh no it wasn't what i wanted and you know i think we've all been through that with not hard drugs maybe some of us right. have actually also with hard drugs but we've all been through it with sequels and with stuff from the same studio we went through it you know as if you were my age, you went through it as a kid with Final Fantasy, you know, mm-hmm. um, and arguing about which one is the best soundtrack, which I still love having that argument. They're all winners. Um, eight has the best soundtrack. Um, like, hands down. Oh, that's it's, pretty good. Interesting it's take. so obviously eight. Um, but <laughs> I didn't think that was your choice. Not the best game. Not the best game. Definitely the mm, best soundtrack. Okay. Oh, no, it's, it my, is, it's, it's, a, it's definitely It's a fantastic soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's crazy good. Game's not as good. Soundtrack's good. Um <laughs> Still like the game, but um, 7 and 9 are both better games, in my opinion, um, for the PS1 era. Anyway, back to Xenoblade. I think, you know, <laughs> each Xenoblade game, it's another one of those things where when there's so much music, people, I, I don't think it's easy to sort of hold the entirety of that music in your head and compare all of that music to all of the next thing's music. Like, yeah, there's no like way. I have, yeah, like if you try to again looking at something with a similar like quantity of music, like compare like like one Final Fantasy fourteen uh, expansion to another, that's very hard for me. I, I, I imagine if you've played the game for hundreds of hours, maybe it's easier. But you yeah. know, so I, I I'm sure you could rank your favorite soundtracks from fourteen, Mike, but I couldn't. And Walker, Shadowbringers, Heavensward, Realm Reborn, Stormblood. That Storm at Stormblood and Realm Reborn, I'd, I'd have to really choose. But I, was I say, but I know and and Walker and Shadowbringers are first. I, I was, was going to be surprised that you ranked Stormblood under Realm Reborn. Although Realm Reborn has good stuff. Realm Reborn has answers. Yeah. Well, it was before that, but that's not what we're here about for. Yeah, right. Well, we're not talking about Final Fantasy fourteen yet. Anyway, and we will. Yeah. <laughs> My point is, it is very hard to weigh that much music against that much music again and then so yeah. and i think a lot yeah. a lot of what people will do is they'll really just sort of remember their four or five favorite songs and say can i find four or five favorites from this new thing and did they topple my feelings about those four or five favorite songs from that previous thing i think that's really what our brains do it's just super right. cut kind of i know but like do they do they have to does it have to be better than like can it just 
can it still just be good? Like it doesn't always have to be better than the thing before. I I think there's a reason why, you know, you and I, Mike, have held to our site's policy for forever that we do not attach any sort of a numerical ranking or any other sort of weight to our music reviews. Yeah, because um, no. music is far more subjective than you know mm. whether or not a game is buggy, right? <laughs> You know, there's yeah. things you can objectively measure as good or bad with a game. I think it's much harder to do with music. And yeah, so there's that whole conversation. Um, yeah. Oh, I think the other thing too, like what you're saying and, you know, what Gia was saying, or like commentary, whatever is like it, I think it's harder to do. Like, I'm not saying that anyone who comments makes these comments is like, it's just their knee jerk reaction. Although there is plenty of that online for certain things. Um, all over the place. So I'm not saying that's what it all is, but it's also mm-hmm. like, it's hard to, I don't know, it's hard to definitively say that. It's like, okay, I'm hearing this for the first time. Well, I don't like it as much. But, like, if you're that big of a fan of the first game, like, you've been listening to that music for, like, 11 years. So, like, it it's too soon, you know? And like, if you ask me, like, it's too soon. Like, you, of course, you know all that stuff. You've been listening literally for years. You need a good year or two to normalize what yes. this music is and what it means to you before you can really weight it in with everything else. Right. And you're probably not taking into account about how your feelings about the previous soundtracks has changed over time, which it probably has. Yeah. And it depends on the context of the game too. Like, like Geo, like you were saying, part of this, you said you don't even usually go for this kind mm-hmm. of song, but because of how it works with the characters and the narrative, like it had more impact for you. Yeah. It, it, it just, uh, I think I, I can't, untie music from the context of the game sometimes and uh yeah uh my my feelings about the soundtrack tie into the my feelings about the game which i think is amazing so maybe that's why i i just don't see what other people are seeing saying about the game yeah i don't know i mean everything i've heard so far i love although i don't have that that context that's saying something too well yeah yeah when music's good outside of context and i too have not played the game yet so um, that's to me. That's generally a sure sign that they've done something well. When even outside the context of a great game, you're like, "Oh, I really like this." Yeah. Yeah, and those two songs are awesome. Yeah. For different like, reasons. The next six songs we have on this show, um, I have played one of the games of those six, but I like wow. all of these songs. Um, so I think that says something. That's also my segue that I'm going to start mm. talking about my stuff. You what? played two. Yeah, I've played two. I've sort of played one of those. I mean, you did sit down and play like what an hour. Of it. Oh, I played an hour of it. Okay, fine. Um, all right. So we got two more blocks of music here. Um, so I'm going to introduce one of my two games that I haven't played yet uh, in Chained Echoes. Um, I have not played this game yet, but boy, do I want to. Mm-hmm. And I have listened to the soundtrack several times now. So I have never forget our promise from Chained Echoes. Surprising no one, a game I have played from Final Fantasy XIV Endwalker, uh, which technically came out last year, but the album came out this year. So I have Flow Together. And then my last one, and this is definitely my weirdest pick of the, the day, which I'm guessing no one, no one here expected me to have, is The First City from a game called Loot River. No, but I like it. Yeah, me too. I wanted to bring on something weird and not as expected, so... Uh, So let's go listen to Never Forget Our Promise, Flow Together, and The First City.
All right. So Chained Echoes, uh, a little bit before this episode goes up, we will have posted our review. Uh, Caitlin reviewed this game for us, and she really praised it. Um, I've really heard nothing but good things about it, and um, I'm, I'm really excited. I, I want to check it out. Um, I don't have the game yet, but thankfully, um, unlike Yoko Shimomura's music, uh, this song is on Apple Music, or this soundtrack is on Apple Music, so I have listened to the soundtrack. I don't always do that before I play, but I was really, I've just been really curious about this, and I love this song. And we're, I mean, among ourselves, we were kind of like praising the soundtrack even before the game, if I'm not mistaken. Like someone found music and were very, they were very excited yeah, about it. Yeah, I, I don't know if it was like the, well, I was going to say the developer or the publisher. It's like, well, it's the same thing. Um, but yeah, like before before the game came out, there was like a little video showing like seven or eight songs. And like just that I was listening to over and over. So um, I don't know the context for this one. Um, I think Caitlin mentioned it's maybe later in the game. I don't know if it's a boss fight. It seems like it could be a boss fight. Anyway, it's a lot of fun. Um, it's I guess we have. I didn't realize when I picked it, but we have a lot of maybe boss fights or at least big fight music, fight songs, big fight music. Well, we do. Um, so this one sort of kind of fits with Numina and Mobius battle, but uh, yeah. Yeah, it's a little different too, though, because it's not just like, oh, this is a big epic battle. It, no, there's, there's there's some range, which I really appreciate in this one. There mm-hmm. is, there is. Um, I don't know. It's it's another one of those things. Like I recommend people check this song out, but also the rest of the soundtrack because there's just so many like really notable songs. So I enjoyed it. I just I'm, I'm enjoying listening to it and looking at the game and hearing about the game so much that I just wanted to focus some attention on it. So was there any particular reason you picked this song? No. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, it's one of those ones where I'm like, I have like four or five front, runner, front runners here, so like I had to pick one. Um, you know, I like this. I like the quieter songs, the field music. Yes. I would say to our listeners, let us think about this one track, Never Forgive a Promise, as a small taste of what proves to be a very consistent soundtrack throughout um i've i've done one full listen through what's out there and i think that is the full soundtrack that's up on Bandcamp. um and it is it is a tasty treat from start to finish and so um yeah never forget our promise is good but man they they've done something special yeah i actually think last time i looked unless it's not there now but i think the whole soundtrack is even on you i think the composer even put it up on youtube yeah actually you're right it is i think it is free to stream on youtube so that's cool too so there's really no reason not to check it out yeah grant graham did the same thing with ghost song i'll add that yeah yeah. so this this composer eddie i i'm afraid to butcher the last name mariana crow mariana crow uh whoever you are you do great music we want you to know that yes we look forward to more. Yes, please. All right. Um, I'm not sure how to talk about my next song without getting into plot stuff. I do have this thing where I bring on songs from N. Walker, and um, it's part of it's because I enjoy the music. Part of it is because I am very emotionally attached to the to, to N. Walker in general. But like this song and some other ones I brought on um, when we were when we were breaking between songs here or between blocks of talking here uh pat was talking about the recently released uh, orchestral album for 14 
and how this there's a new version of this one on there and another song called Your Answer. And uh, those were two of my front runners for this one. But uh, and of course, they're both tied to the same character. That's something I didn't know. I just like both of those songs. Yeah, yeah. Well, the the, the soundtracks for fourteen have just been so interesting. Um, a Realm Reborn didn't didn't do this because I think it was just like every area had its own theme, and there was some callbacks to the original, and it was just a mishmash because that was like switching, you know, development teams. But since then, like I think they've gotten better and better each time. Where there's like there is a main theme, and there's like some really like cohesive elements throughout the album. And uh, and Walker just continues that trend where like there is a main theme and that certain themes show up in different ways all throughout. And uh, I was a little concerned at first with N Walker because it does not, you know, it's not the first time, but we've seen her less and less of Susan Calloway in in Final Fantasy XIV. And I don't know if there's a reason for that or just because maybe she's been busy. I don't know. Uh, so I was a little concerned. I'm like, okay, like I really like Susan. I'm very attached to Susan, but. Amanda here has been doing some incredible work. Um, I think she did some stuff on Shadowbringers and N. Walker, and I have really, really come to like her work. Um, this this one, there's two versions of Flow on the soundtrack, and I just adore it. And again, I'm, I'm not really saying much because I don't want to give anything away about the character for anyone who hasn't played or hasn't gotten to this point. But if you look at our games of the year in 2021, you'll you'll notice that she won our best supporting supporting character for everything that year. So, yeah, I think that's what I'm going to say. At some point, the, the time frame will allow spoilers, but I think she's too important. And the significance of this character is too much that I don't want to really say much at all. So just enjoy the song. Yeah, I shared this song with Tin, who you know is like a huge Final Fantasy XIV nut. And yeah. just to get like some spoiler-free thoughts on this song, because like I was like, this sounds emotional, and it sounds you know it's uh, and and it sounds like it it kind of seems like well I don't want to say because like I, I didn't tell her that, but like I, it sounds like the character or whatever was going was I don't know passing away or something, and um, she all she could all she could say was that she cries to this song <laughs> it's yep. like it's very emotional for her um i mean that's not what happens so like don't worry about that but yeah. it's it's a very it's a important moment for sure yeah um uh, it's yeah i love this song a lot makes me want to play the game <laughs> makes me want to get more into the game you know it's on sale right now hmm. you have time right I, I don't. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I know. I know. I know it's a big time commitment. You know, it's it's hard to like get into it now. Like, like oh, that's the. If you think about playing all of it at once, it's it's way too much. You know, I've been yeah. playing it for nine years, so you know, gradually over that time, it's easy to be caught up. But anyway, you should play it. Um, so my last song, it, I wanted to pick something that I didn't know much about, and this was again. One, something I was listening to for Music of the Year because just looking at games that came out this year and I'm like, you know, Loot River looked really interesting to me. It was billed as something like like a Diablo meets Tetris. Um, I'm not exactly sure how the puzzle components work. I just know that the trailers and the footage I've seen of the game is really interesting. So it's a, it's a top-down pixel 
um, action RPG, dungeon crawler, um, but you have platforms that move along on the river, the water that's animated extremely well. Um, and you're like sliding these Tetris block shaped platforms around and you can like smash them into enemies. And uh, I'm really not sure how it actually plays. It's just the concept is fascinating to me. Um, I, I think when the game first came out, some of the reception was it, it needed some help, but it looks like it's been patched and people are enjoying it now. Um, the music, though, is very um, it's very dramatic and very atmospheric. Um, so the first city here just there was a few songs like this, and I like that there's some variants on a few themes. Like there's regular ones like this one, and there's like acoustic ones. But this one is just like so it just hits so hard. It hits hard, but it's it's almost muted. I don't know. It, it, it's a weird thing. It's like it's really just serious, and it has this like driving force to it. It just seems like it it fits that style of game. Like as you're smashing your Tetris islands around into guys looking for treasure. I am really curious about this game. When I first heard the song, I was like, oh, it's a cool song. I like the song. And then I'm like, huh, Tetris river falling craziness. I don't know. I kind of want to check it out. Yeah, me too. It's. I'm really glad you brought this one on because like you said, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a good opportunity to showcase music that maybe a lot of people missed out on that uh, is still really good and worth celebrating. And uh, I did not listen to more than just this one track, The First City. Uh, but I am uh, I am tempted to dig deeper now. And uh, isn't that the point of all this? Yes. Mm-hmm. I think it's also a good contrast with our, our Xenoblade and our Falcom. Very much so. That's a good point, Hill. I keep calling you Hill. Are you Hillary or Hill? I am totally okay with Hill as a nickname. I'm happy right. that, about everyone. Everyone call her Hill from now on. <laughs> I'm, I'm right. I mean, she didn't say exclusive. It doesn't have to be. Oh, Hill. gosh darn it! It can be for you. Oh, thanks. <laughs> it's it's interesting. Some people do like to stick with that for me, and other people stick with Hillary. And I'm okay with whatever people want of those two. Yeah, I don't know. I just I I stick with Hillary. Mm-hmm. Although most other people, I'll go with the short name. Maybe I feel like I don't want to be lazy, and I'll use the extra syllables for oh, you. You're like you deserve this, those this extra, extra syllables, her. Hillary. Yes, I honor you by saying all three syllables. Okay. Yes, Madam Hillary of Yorkshire. <laughs> Something like that. I get to be from Yorkshire. Okay. Yeah. I don't know wherever you want to be from. I'm from the first city. <laughs> nice. Uh, well, Madam, <laughs> what what music do you have for us yes, today? Welcome to Madam Hillary's amazing music block, the finale <laughs> here. Can it be a music emporium? <laughs> I feel like it should be at this point. It could be a music emporium. Okay. Yes. Uh, all right. I wow. I have a very odd selection. Like there, we are jumping around with genres and stuff here, but it's. That's good because I like that there's a variety of music that I like this year in a diff- in several genres. So what I brought, uh, my first one is the main theme from Shadows Over Loathing. Um, that's Ryan Ike. Uh, not surprising to anyone who knows my taste in music or like what game soundtracks I've been following. So, but that had to be there. Uh, my second one is Whipped in Shape, which is Marskai. And that is from Boyfriend Dungeon, Secret Weapons. That's a very fun one. And then Ship Watching from Citizen Sleeper, which is a very different mood from the other two. 
Definitely. All right. So let's go into our last block here and listen to main theme from Shadows Over Loathing, Whipped Into Shape, and Ship Watching. Thank you. 
All right, so I think it was kind of inevitable uh, that I picked my first song, Shadows Over Loathing main theme, because I adore both the West of Loathing soundtrack and the soundtrack for Where the Water Tastes Like Wine, which is a game that probably got overlooked by a lot of people and a soundtrack that also got way overlooked, even though it's really, really good. And I also happened to do the review for Shadows Over Loathing. So for both those reasons, uh, the song is here, but it's also just really amazingly good. It has a wonderful string part. It's cinematic. It's driving. It really sets the mood for the game, which is, yes, a stick figure RPG, but it's got kind of like a moody 1920s kind of Lovecraftian maybe a little bit of Agatha Christie sort of setting and just hearing this over the title screen, which has, you know, cool classic cars zooming by and just like wind and like the forest behind them. Uh, it's something. It's really good. Well, both games, this game and West of Loathing are just the epitome of don't judge a book by its cover because I, I would have never, well, if I didn't know West of Loathing soundtrack already, I wouldn't have guessed. But even this one, when I heard this main theme, and I'm not usually the cause on this show for a Chocobo sound effect, but I heard this song and I'm just like, holy shit. Why is this so good? This is like six minutes of just amazing music. You just hear it and you're ready. You're sucked in. It's almost like, maybe not Murder, She Wrote, but it's almost like an old film score or something really cool sounding like that. I have listened to it so many times. Yeah. And of course, it has a strong cello part, which I also really tend to favor. So, Oh, yeah. But I mean, the cello in this soundtrack is just so well done. It's front and center. Which is interesting because Ryan Ike's main instrument is piano, but he did well with it. Yeah, Ryan's music style is a composing style and ability to pull in, um, you know, just a handful of really good instruments to carry the melody. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when I first heard West of Loathing, I was like, okay, yeah, I'm digging this. And now with Shadows Over Loathing, I'm just like, okay, like, ah, it's so good. I love, um, you know, the thing about this i guess is a series now i'd happily take another game um Mm -hmm. i don't know if that's planned but geez the the contrast between like (laughs) ms paint stick figure art in black and white and then this music is so good it feels like very first time I experienced it, I was like, is, is this right? And no, no, it is definitely <laughs> right. It is, it was the right choice. It is it, because, like you said, the, the music um, matches the tone and the gravitas of what's actually happening in these games. There's a whole other layer to it that you ta- you've got to take into account, I think, with the series. And that's the narrative layer, like the writing. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, maybe not so much the overall narrative, but definitely characters dialogue places like there's so much fantastic stuff to kind of delve into and i think that matches kind of the grandiose nature of the music and then the the graphics are sort of i guess the filling in the sandwich i don't know (laughs) (laughs) i think it provides almost like a much needed levity yeah in in like what is otherwise like this would be if they made the art too good it would be like you're taking yourself too too much Yeah, yeah yeah It, it, it was a really interesting creative choice, and I, I stand by it, like, all the way. It's funny, because one of the most common, like, comments you'll hear about the soundtracks for this series is, like, 
why does this have any right to be as good as it is? Like, this is a stick figure game. Like, but this is so serious, and that just makes it better. And I'd say, yeah, that's the point, isn't it? That's. <laughs> it's also just nice to get six or so minutes of really nice string parts. I love the way the violin and the cello go together in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what struck me too. Like the way that they're they're following the same melody exactly. So <laughs> it's really cool. And I think that goes back to what Pat was saying about like part of Ryan's composing style is picking out a few instruments and really building up a great melody because like whether it's the strings in this song to give it that kind of like grand sound or like the how would she use the percussion Mm -hmm. um, draw which is the other like song from the series that I brought on is some guitar horns and I'm trying to remember remember, I think when it was xylophone Oh, geez. All the pitched percussion kind of go hand in hand. It's one yeah, of the, yeah. I That's one of the, yeah, I think it is a xylophone. Anyway, no matter what small group it is, it's just really neat to hear the, the way he composes for them together. Yep. All right. Anyone have anything else to add about that one or should we move on? I'm good. Okay. All right. Uh, Whipped Into Shape is a completely different mood. Um, it's a really fun song. Uh, so Boyfriend Dungeon um, for anyone who might not know, is basically a roguelike dating sim where there are people who can transform into weapons and you you date and gain rapport with your weapons to travel through the dungeon, explore. And you're doing this during the summer at Verona Beach, I think? Yes. So it's basically a, a genre blending game. And the music is just pure kind of like uh, slightly chill. I would describe it as kind of summer bummer kind of like there's a little bit of melancholy to it but also a very summery vibe so I just enjoyed both the original soundtrack and the DLC soundtrack a lot and this I picked this particular song because uh, it stood out the most as a character theme but it's the, the character theme for the third DLC character who's also a boss um, but also because I wanted to spotlight um, the vocals because there are some excellent songs with that same vocalist in the first game and this is her song in the DLC. So Yeah, I love her vocals. I have the soundtrack on repeat a lot. I mean, she contributes to the atmosphere, the summery, kind of wistful atmosphere very, very much with her vocals. Mm-hmm. So Actually, we've, we've had yeah. the soundtrack on repeat like on several occasions too. Oh, cool. Yeah, I mean, I I haven't even played it. I like what the game is doing, but yeah, I, I enjoy the the whole soundtrack. That's yet another case of like we've we've played or watched the game to some extent. Yeah, but we we haven't gone through it all ourselves. But we'll listen to the music out of context and still enjoy it a lot. Yeah. I could see this like on a playing this on a road trip or like at the beach. Definitely. I I, I have to emphasize the quality of the vocals, Madeline McQueen. Like, there's something um there's there's i don't want to i don't want to narrow it down to just the word fun (laughs) because it's not necessarily about fun you know what it makes me think of though okay so mike might be the only one who follows with this maybe some of our listeners will too but mike you know how they did um image albums for the lunar series um the the lunatic parade and lunatic festa albums Yes, although I've, uh, I'm sorry to say I haven't actually, I know they exist, but I have not listened to them. So my point is, like, <laughs> you know, there are, there are a handful of vocal tracks that were in Lunar and Lunar 2 that 
working designs when they localized the games did English language versions of them. But then there's like almost a dozen character themes that were relegated to those albums uh, and obviously never got English versions because, you know, those CDs came out in Japan and stayed there. I kind of feel like if you took um, like one or two of the character themes from those albums and translated it to English and you were like, who are we going to get to do this one for this character? I'd be like, yeah, why don't we get Madeline McQueen? <laughs> like, that's how I feel. Like, you bring a character to life and you make it you make it fun, but you're still a very good performer. I mean, she has excellent, excellent delivery. Like every song I've listened to of hers on for this soundtrack. Yeah, I just I just really like it. I well, I mean I shouldn't downplay the composition either, right? It's a well written song. Oh yeah. But, mm. but, but the the beat is great. Yeah. It's yeah. it's really difficult to get those kind of and I keep telling people this because I I don't know. I, I like pointing these out for people who are like, well, dance music or techno is just repetitive. And so I, I like to point out like, no, like to, to do it well, like there's a lot of subtle things going on. And when it's done well, it can be interesting. And this definitely fits. Yeah, I really like it. Me too. Mm-hmm. Same here. All right. So that brings us to Ship Watching, which is by Amos Roddy, who I'd never heard anything from before. Um, yes, you have. Hmm? Oh, gosh, wait. Oh wow! Yeah. I almost completely forgot. That's what, that's what drew me to him because <gasps> why did I forget that? So Kingdom, so apparently he did a bunch of stuff for uh, Kingdom Two Crowns in its various uh, iterations, which I liked. But you introduced you... me to Kingdom Two Crowns music. Yeah, but the one I I've been listening to is Norse, which I don't think he did. Oh, mm-hmm. all right, never mind. So the main one I listened to is not one he did, but the music in that series is fun. Um, and so Citizen Sleepers are more, obviously, from this year, from him. And it, I think, it kind of goes along with Ghost Song for me. It's It's got some kind of, like, mechanical, ethereal elements. It's got some sparse instrumentation, a lot of synth, things like that. But I just adored the whole soundtrack from the first time I heard it. And I picked Ship Watching particularly because I, I liked the kind of hopeful tone to it musically like there's a little bit of a range of moods in the citizen sleeper soundtrack so i wanted something kind of more on the uplifting end uh to showcase that range and i think this one does it yeah i kind of got a wistful sense from it almost mm-hmm. the I, so i'm not familiar with amos roddy at all but the immediate comparison that came to my head when i listened to ship watching um was the work of robin miller um, who did the first two oh. games, Mist and Riven, <laughs> oh, and then uh-huh. also when they did Abduction in 2012. Yep. Um, I think Robin Miller's music, especially in the first game, Mist, might have been a little more sparse and not as synth-heavy. Yep. Um, but other than that, like that quality, that style. Um, yeah, yeah, it's very atmospheric. Really solid. But you yeah. get a few like very strong melodies every once in a while. Yeah, you get you get <laughs> moments. You get moments of memorable motif. Yeah, and, but that's, uh, <laughs> there you go. That I sums love, that up. <laughs> I love when a when a soundtrack does it and it does it well because again we said this before with Ghost Song. The danger with this style of music is um, you are at risk of boring the listener. <laughs> like that is the inherent risk of the style of music, and so you have to be careful and you have to be. I, I imagine as you're crafting it, you have to be very intentional about. All right. What after five seconds did I do something? Is it 
a, a repeat of something from before? Am I adding a new element now? What's happening? And it, I haven't listened to the whole Citizen Sleeper soundtrack, but ship watching really balances that well, where it's it's calm enough, but I'm not bored. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely not bored listening to this one. Yeah, same here. Same sentiments. Like it, it's it. I, I can't really tell if it loops or not. Like it just it's always trying adding some new detail in or something. It's a compelling listen, even though it's quiet. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that describes a lot of the soundtrack. So I'm glad I picked something like representative. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those like surprising no one that has listened to me talk about what I listen to when I work. Like this is something I've actually been looping a lot the last few weeks since I discovered it, um, the whole album, um, because it really it really does pull off that atmospheric quiet thing well. But yeah, it never it never gets boring. So I enjoy it. Um, I think uh, I think it's a game that kind of like flew under. I'm not sure if it flew under everyone's radar, but I think it flew under ours a little bit. I know we covered it a little bit, but but it's also getting some like some praise. It is, it is. I mean, we've been talking to some people that liked it. Probably should be because I think it's not that long of a game. It is worth looking into. I've heard it's very good. It's always good when a good soundtrack matches up with a good game. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We made it. Yay. We made it to the end of 2022. I'm and here. we're alive. That too. Um, but also the end of this episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now that too. Um, so this thing I, I've been doing in recent episodes where I highlight, you know, the first time a game or song has appeared on Rhythm Encounter. Uh, I'm not going to do it this time only because uh, <laughs> every like most of them. every single thing on here except my Endwalker song was the first time uh, that given game has appeared on the show. So good job, everyone. Woo-hoo. This, Ooh, this was a show of firsts, except for mine. Yeah, except for one of mine. So yeah, um, I, I'm looking forward to more. Um, there's a chance that some of these might show up in a future episode already, but that's all I'm going to say. Well, you, you, you played your hand earlier. You did sell, tell us that you'd put Ghost Song on the, one of the I did. next episodes. That's true. So there's that. Yeah, I know. I even said the song, but that's all. That's all for now. <laughs> um, anyway, so coming next, I'm still not going to say what it is. Um, all I'm going to say is that our episode 100 is a special anniversary episode, and it's me and a couple uh, notable guests, and I, we actually recorded it a couple weeks ago as of this recording, and I'm very excited to get that out there. I think it went really well. Um, we got some good music and some really interesting discussions, so I'm looking forward to that. It's since March, like since the beginning of this year or so, I was like, I had this idea of what I wanted the hundredth episode to be because I knew it was going to hit around the end of 2022, and it was exactly what I wanted. So, you know, it's a big, it's a big milestone. It's less episodes than our other two shows, but that's also because we don't post quite as frequently and we had some time off, but. Uh, episode 100 is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think it's, yeah, it's I think it's pretty cool milestone. that music of the year ended up as 99 and then we have our anniversary as 100 so we got two like really cool large episodes back to back. So yeah, that one's that one's on track for early January and I hope everyone looks forward to that cuz it was just really really special to me. So um and then after that our episode 101 will be the uh, best of the Xeno series which could be more Xenoblade Chronicles 3, but we'll see. 
Uh, we're opening that up to any of them, uh, whether it's Gears or Saga or Blade. So, you know, maybe someone's going to surprise me and Tyler's going to show up and be like, look, I brought a song from Xenosaga Pied Piper, that mobile game that no one remembers, but Mike does for some reason. Bring on eggs. <laughs> I imagine it would be hard to actually find the music for Pied Piper. Uh, I mean, I've never tried looking, although I can't imagine. I'm sure there's game rips out there. Yeah, I can't imagine it would hold up to some of the you know, like any other game in the series. But yeah, you know, who knows? If you have any thoughts on this, if you want to like share your some of your favorite music of the year, uh, you know, you can email us at music at rpgfan.com. And if you want to email me, well, you can also just use music at rpgfan.com. Um, so I know <laughs> whenever we get to this point in the show, the last month or so, it's been kind of an awkward, like, what do we give out? Uh, but for contacting each of you, uh, w- whether you want to give your Twitter or something else, uh, that's fine. So Hillary, how can people reach you? Oh, the best way to reach me for RPG fan stuff is Discord. I'm EP Fire there. All right. And Geo. Uh, yeah, same here. Discord. I'm Geo there. Or you can email me at geo at rpgfan.com as well. Okay. And Audra. Email at audrab at rpgfan.com. So easy. Pat. Very excited to say this. Email pgan at rpgfan.com. That's probably only funny to me and Mike. But feel free to email me there. I will respond promptly. And uh, you can also find me on Twitter at gameadactyl. That is uh, the word game, the letter O, and dactyl. Ah. I said it before, but I never get tired of the way you described that. Um, okay. Uh, if you enjoyed this show, actually, even if you didn't, either way, we have several other podcasts. Well, we have two other podcasts. Uh, we have Random Encounter that is our current game news review. We have a cat supporting supporting uh, Random <laughs> Encounter in the background. Yes. <laughs> That's okay. I mean, I like that we have fans in your house. Um, but yeah, check out Random Encounter for current game news rpg fan stuff um we also have retro encounter that posts every thursday and they are in the middle of and actually when this goes up i think they'll just finish the xenosaga episode one playthrough so be sure to check out those uh for some game journals and then some other stuff um it's either going to be xenosaga or their year in review so Either way, those post around the time this one goes up. Um, if you enjoyed the show, please, uh, we would love it if you could review us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever it is you listen. Um, that support means a lot. Um, yeah. All right. So I usually or sometimes have a guest pick a bonus track, and I almost didn't do it because we have so much music in this one. But then I, I did an executive decision and decided to bring on a bonus track. And I told everyone earlier today that I was going to do it and everyone supported it. So I'm not really, I don't think I'm taking it from anyone, but one of the albums that we tossed around for this, and I thought about bringing on and was in our game of the or music of the year was the pixel remaster for final fantasy six. Cause mm-hmm. it's, it's the one of the six that came out this year. All the others came out last year. So how could I not, I mean, it's my favorite Final Fantasy, so uh, I I brought on, and I actually hadn't listened to, I don't know all of the Pixel Remastered arrangements super well, but I I just went to one of my favorite songs and said, okay, how does this arrangement land? And it lands very well. Um, so my bonus track is the Pixel Remastered version of Searching for Friends. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's one of my absolute favorite songs from that one. That's the World of Ruin uh, world map music. I love yep. that. Yep. But, but Mike, wait. I, I seem to remember you featuring that in another episode before. The Pixel Remaster? Yeah. Searching for Friends? Or maybe it was the original. It was the original. It was the original. All right. Okay. Yes. I do, ha- I do have that rule about repeat songs, but when you have different arrangements, then that's different. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. Are you trying to get me in trouble with Pat about Megalomania now? No, no, no. I was about to, I was about to say, that's a new arrangement. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Look, we've been over this. That That is a special case because... Yeah, that got played like four times. Yeah. It has been overused. Yes. Yeah. Maybe in the future. But for now, we're going to close out with the, the Pixel Remaster arrangement of Searching for Friends from Final Fantasy VI. This was Music of the Year 2022, so... Thank you, Hillary. Thank you, Audra. Thank you, Gio. And thank you, Pat. And thank you, everyone, for listening. This was a lot of fun. I hope, you know, everyone, you know, I know I learned a lot of things that I want to go check out now. I'm hoping everyone who listened found at least something in here that they want to go listen to. And, you know, that's that's really what this show is about, is just discovery and introducing each other and anyone listening to to new music. So it's always very educational for me. So... Anyway, that's it. I'll get off my soapbox. Let's go listen to the song. Thanks, everyone, and we'll see you next time. Bye, friends. Bye. Bye-bye.
Audrey, you know that everyone thinks you're f***ing awesome, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. I'm really glad to hear that. Yeah. I know. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Everyone is way too nice. No, 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 no. Then you're 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 minimizing your awesomeness. Some of us oh. are legitimately assholes, and, and even among the assholes, we think you're, you're super awesome. Hold on, hold on. Who are you referring to? Uh, me and and I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna nominate Jono for a because oh no because he I think given our rapport he would accept it jokingly you, from you because he gives you so much crap about Saga, Saga? He, yes. he, oh Saga yeah, yeah he owes me and he knows it. that's fair that's how we that's our relationship that's okay. true I, I sure I sure hope he agrees when he listens to this. <laughs> He's going to send me the MP3 of this, and it's just going to go from Audra songs to Geo songs. <laughs> I'll be like, here, the episode's done. <laughs> it's much shorter than you probably thought it was going to be. I, I cut out, I cut out a lot. <laughs> I think it's better now. We weren't able to get Pat's audio track. I'm not sure what happened. Yeah, yeah. Just everything, uh, everything just I tried. Yeah. Yeah. 